and welcome to the Accountability Coach Podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money, work less, so you can enjoy even better work-life balance. This is Ann Backrack. Today, we are honored to have a very special guest with us. Over the last decade, Matt Grandos has tested, developed, and helped thousands of others implement an effective and easy to duplicate system that will help you build an unbreakable foundation for your life as well as motivate even the most unmotivated individuals in your life. These techniques have been taught and implemented in organizations of all industries and sizes, from Google headquarters and Twitter to the United States Air Force and professional organizations around the world. Using these concepts, Matt has been able to build his first $1 million business by the age of 25, travel all over the world teaching top executives how to build an unbreakable foundation and sustainably motivate others, see continued success for thousands of individuals who have applied these systems to their lives and businesses. (laughs) How great to be able to do that. Welcome, Matt. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. I appreciate being here. As I, I love sharing this stuff. Well, let's get into the nitty gritty. So okay. how does someone motivate themselves when they really don't feel motivated? Yeah, so motivation, whether it's with yourself or, yourself or with others, um, the biggest discovery that we found in writing this book, Motivate the Unmotivated, was that motivation is not a character trait. It's a state of mind. And if it's a state of mind, then we can change that. Um, I've been in sales my whole life. That's what we do. So because of that, the answer is not going to be what everyone wants to hear, but the answer is simply it's a choice. So how do we get our mindset to be motivated versus unmotivated is the first step of doing that. So the first thing that I do uh, to motivate myself is start taking action. Uh, Action leads to momentum and momentum makes it easier to do. And that's how we get everything started. When it comes to what action to take, that really depends on the individual. And that's something we figure out by going into our motivational catalyst, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And then finally tying that all to what we call PVTT, which is personal value tied to task. Once I know those things, I can motivate myself. I can motivate my family. I can motivate my employees. I can motivate my customers. It's all about asking the right questions and listening for the right answers. Boy, that was a lot of good information, and now we want to deep dive even further. So how do you motivate others? Because most people say, right, you can't motivate other people. I mean, we've all heard that concept before. So how do you motivate others? So I love that myth of you can't motivate others. Um, And the reason why is because we've all heard it. And we've all kind of leaned on it as I call it more of an excuse than even a reason. Mm -hmm. However, we've all experienced the opposite. We've all been motivated by somebody else before, whether it's been in a positive way or in a negative way. Um, So motivation, when it comes to motivating others, you have to recognize there's two types of motivation. So you can motivate out of force, uh, which is using a fear tactic, or you can motivate out of understanding, which is using more of a love tactic. Now, when I say love, I always tell people this is not like a kumbaya um, kind of love. This is true love, which is not always the nice love, but is the truth that we pour into people. And because of that, depending on how you've been motivated in the past is how you tend to try to motivate others. The easier 
route to make us feel like we're doing our part in this motivational relationship is to go the fear route, forcing them, right? Taking things away if they don't do stuff, kind of making it a non-option. However, the best motivators, the people who have long-lasting impact and what we call sustainable motivation are the ones who are able to motivate through love, and they do this by understanding. So if I'm motivating somebody else, I need to ask very specific questions and then listen for their answers and sometimes hear more than what they're saying by listening to what they say. I don't know if that makes sense, but people don't necessarily know what motivates them. So as what we call the motivator in the relationship, the person doing the motivating, it is our responsibility to figure out what is it that's going to make our motivatee motivated and then how do we keep that front center on point and tied to whatever it is we need them to do. So can you give us an example? So what are a few things that you know we can do right now that would help motivate others that we want to you know get motivated? Yeah. Whether, so whether it's, first, whether it's business, right, or or personal. I mean, what are, what do yeah. you recommend we do? So the first thing is you need to understand the motivational formula. The motivational formula works like this: it's the sum of you and them times whatever system you're using equals the results you're going to get. So the sum of you and them, it's how well you know you and how well you're acting the way you should act, plus how well you know them and how well they are set up to succeed in what they should do, times whatever system you're using equals the results. So first thing, and it's always the answer no one wants to hear, is you got to make sure that there's no hypocrisy in what you're doing with the person you're trying to motivate, meaning you can't be telling them to be healthy and then you eat a bunch of junk. You can't be telling them to be, you know, hey, get here on time. You got to get here on time. You have to get here on time. And then you show up 15 minutes late. You need to live what you're saying. I, I tell people, uh, if you were to change one thing about motivating others to make an impact right away, it's stop telling and start being right. We, we tell people what to do versus show people what we want. And people will rise to you as a leader, but you need to do it first. Let me ask you this then, more specifically, if I wanted someone, like on my team, for example, mm -hmm. to make outbound calls for client acquisition, business development, revenue generation, whatever you call that, yeah, how would I help motivate them to do that? Got you. So there's two ways. That specific situation would be something that we do in our motivation management program. And what we would do with a client is we would walk them through a couple things. First off is we have to find out what their motivational catalyst is for this individual we're trying to make calls. So, for example, there's four motivation catalysts and anyone listening can go to our site and take a, an assessment for free. It's lifepulseinc.com backslash MCA for the motivation catalyst assessment and it will spit out an answer for you. Um, but finding out what their motivation catalyst is. So it's either acknowledgement, they wanna to be told good job. Uh, it's connectivity, they wanna be part of something bigger. It's support, they wanna know they're part of a team and the other people have their back. Or it's freedom, meaning they're doing this job so they can live the life they wanna live. Whatever it is that's their catalyst, that's how we need to change the paradigm on their head on why they're doing what they're doing. They're not making outbound calls just to make quota. They're not making outbound calls because the company needs them to. They're not even making outbound calls because that's their job, right? We need to find a way to tie it to what it is they truly want and see what they're doing as what we call their purpose vehicle. So that's what we should do. How we do it is simple. 
we ask questions, and we listen for the answers. So there's three questions that we suggest everybody ask and know about the people they're trying to motivate. Um, please be careful and don't make the mistake of thinking you know these answers. Actually ask them and hear what they say. The first is, what are you focused on this week? So every week we go through, we have an LP planner that we have, uh, it's a nine part planning system. The first three questions are the ones I use when I'm motivating other people. Number one, what are you focused on? Number two, what are you grateful for? And number three, what goals are you working towards inside and outside of work this week? If I know those three questions, I can motivate anyone to do anything I want. And I know who I need to work on and manage and help. Once I find out what it is that those three questions are, and I know what their motivational catalyst is, I can now go in and say, how do I tie making outbound calls, which is something that most people avoid doing, directly with what they want out of life, connecting that personal value tied to tasks that I talked about earlier. So let me give you a great example. After we do this, we then create motivational packages. We had a client who had an employee who they wanted to make more outbound calls, but if you ask the employee, the employee was maxed out. They were making as many calls as they could. They could not make any more calls than they currently were. I said, all right, well, here's the deal. They wanted to bonus the employee based on the amount of calls they made. Instead of bonusing, this employee, because of the questions I asked and we followed and listened to on about a three to four week trend, uh, was about to run a big race. They were, they were a long distance runner, marathons, Ironman, stuff like that. And I said, look, I said, if you hit your goals, instead of us giving you this bonus, right, we're going to give you a new pair of running shoes every single quarter. How's that sound? Oh, man, that'd be great. We started getting in running shoes. He starts hitting his goals on a quarterly basis. Every time he goes out and runs, what do you think he's thinking about? He's thinking about the company that purchased these shoes for him. He's taking pictures of his shoes and sending them to the managers. He's recognizing that he's valued in his company. And every time he gets to put those shoes on, he's reminded the way he got those shoes was by making those calls. So we just connect what people want with what it is that we need them to do so that they can see that it's worth their time and effort. That's great. And then you talked about the, I think it was the motivation catalyst. How could they yeah. do that free assessment again, please? Yeah, you go to lifepulseinc.com backslash MCA. Now you have, I guess I've, I've seen it written or heard you say that motivation should be like turning a switch on and off. Yes. So if it were that easy, why are people then unmotivated? So people are unmotivated because there's a disconnect between their actions and their outcomes. When you're motivated, you can connect your actions with your outcomes. And what it is, it's almost like they are feeding off of each other. I related it in the book to, I call it a motivational synapse. And it's like when two neurons come together and they're firing back and forth and they're sending messages back and forth to each other. And there's this synapse in between, the gap, uh, splitting them. What tends to happen with motiva motivated versus unmotivated mindsets is there's a disconnect between, like I said, actions and outcomes. Now, where it becomes even worse as to why is it not so easy as just to go turn it on is because most people after a while start building up what we call motivational walls that are usually caused by other motivators who have motivated improperly. And because of that, they can't make the connection. So we have to peel those back. When I say it's like a switch, the way I describe motivation to individuals, it's it's not even like a switch, but it's actually uh, more like a pilot light, right? And like a flame. 
And with a pilot light in your house for your fireplace or for your uh, for your stove or, or, or even just to heat your furnace, when managed properly, it's very effective. You can turn it up, you can turn it down, you can get it hotter, you can get it colder. When it's not managed properly, it explodes and it's dangerous. And motivation is the exact same way. This is not a manipulation tactic that we teach because you do this improperly. The employees you're trying to motivate will do one of two things. They will never trust you again, or they're going to take that motivation. It's going to fire them up and they're leaving for a competitor. And that's the two things we want to avoid. The way we avoid it is we listen and we show the value they're achieving by being at the position they're in, doing the task they need to do in order to live the life they want to live. So if if I'm an entrepreneur running my own business, how I mean, I don't report to anybody. I don't even really have you know a team of peers around me. I have maybe you know people that work for me, uh, yeah. administrative people. So what's the best way for me to get and stay motivated? Because, you know, consistency is important as well. Yeah. So when it comes to entrepreneurs, number one, get a coach. I don't care if it's me. And I don't care if it's you, but get somebody you're working with. Invest in yourself. Put someone that's going to hold you accountable would be the first step. But if you don't want to do that, here's what I have found works best for me. I find that I when I go through the motions, I lose my excitement. And after being an entrepreneur for you know years and years and years with multiple businesses, highs and lows, good, good times, bad times, you start to kind of just go through the motion. You get a little bit lazy. So when I get into these funks, what I do is I create a plan and I act on the plan and I let the plan be my kind of guiding light to keep my energy going. So as an entrepreneur talking to you, all entrepreneurs out there, when I'm not in the right frame of mind, I don't sit there and just start going back to the office and sitting there wondering what else can I be doing? I literally stop everything. I re-strategize. I put together my plan and then I start doing the plan. I start taking action because momentum is what allows you to continue to go faster and easier. Starting and stopping is very difficult. And when we go through our rhythms without much of that, it becomes very, very uh, troublesome. The other thing I tell entrepreneurs, uh, I had a conversation with a client yesterday about this. And I asked him, I said, hey, who, who is the director of sales in your company? He says, well, well I kind of am. I said, okay, if you, have, if you were hiring someone as your director of sales, and you were paying them, let's just say $80,000 plus base, right? Not a ton of money for that position, but for certain companies, that's a lot of money. Would you be okay with them doing what you're doing? And he kind of looked at me and smiled. I said, I know. I said, you're being lazy. And, and we all go through it. And it's okay, but we need to get back on the horse. So how do I do it? Create a plan. Take small steps. I start putting time back in. Sometimes I need to get back on the phone and start calling customers and feel what that's like. Get back in the saddle and know what's happening and work my way back up through the company and positions that I can understand and get re-motivated to get me back where my mindset needs to be. Again, this is not a this is not a, a personality trait. This is not a, a, a condition that you can't fix. This is a mindset that we need to readjust. Sometimes that's standing up versus sitting down. Sometimes that's just going for a quick run, sweating it out, and then coming back in. But I found what works best is re-strategize, create a plan. And then in, then actually focus on implementing that plan on your day to day basis. And that's where the LP comes from. The LP system is what we use to do that. It's a pen and paper, 90 day structure that we walk through ourselves to keep ourselves focused on what we want, getting what needs to get done. But most importantly, only doing what is important. And when you talk about a plan, 
it's like restructure my plan or get a plan or make a plan. Is that a plan for like the day, the week, the month or the year? Give me an idea of what that would look like. Yeah. So we have a we have a um, a structure of success at Life Pulse that we live by. So it's annual retreats. So you can focus yourself right. Quarterly quarterly reviews, monthly celebrations, weekly planning and daily action. So here's what I mean by that. You should be acting daily to achieve what you want this month, this year, this, you know, this decade type thing. Daily actions, but plan on a monthly basis or a weekly basis. I'm sorry. The reason I always suggest people to plan on a weekly basis is because there's something special about the number seven. When it comes to, we have a book coming out called The Intentional Week, and it's all about this. And it walks you through exactly how to build an intentional week. The funny part about a seven day week is it's what I call linear. It's not too structured, not too uh, short like a day because a day is too short and a month's too long, but it has enough urgency and flexibility to withstand what life's going to throw your way. So every time we work on planning as an entrepreneur, you look at the picture on a weekly basis and you act on a daily basis. Love it. Now, I was reading in your book about it was called a special tip, the two minute drill, which I thought yeah. was super interesting. Can you explain that, please? Yeah, so starting's the hardest part. And a two-minute drill, I used to play football back in high school, and I always loved when we did a two-minute drill because, one, I knew it was done in two minutes, and, two, uh, it was very fast-paced, right? And it was just kind of getting going, getting going. So we've converted that. When it comes to getting started for stuff, I realized I was running, training for an Ironman, and I realized that I did not enjoy going to any of the workouts I had to go to. However, once I laced up my shoes and got myself in that mindset, Doing the workout wasn't the issue. Going to the workout was the issue, right? Getting into the book and reading the book wasn't the issue. It was making time to read that was the issue. Doing the the task or, or the, the proposal for the uh, the client wasn't the issue. It was getting started. So the two-minute drill is a t- technique I teach clients to do to get the ball rolling. Again, I'm a big fan of momentum. So if you're having troubles going to the gym, go and just stay there for two minutes. That's it. Show up. Walk in. Get your clock going. Literally go for your your 120 seconds and then you can leave if you like. Few of my clients leave. Some do just to prove a point and I'm okay with that because they go back the next day. But recognizing doing small bits is better than doing nothing. Do a little bit. Tie If you just want to tie your shoes, get dressed for the gym and then don't go if you don't want to. You'll start realizing how silly it is, how much you're avoiding things that you can easily be doing, but we're not taking the steps to do them. So the two minute drill is my favorite way to get started, because once you get started, it's like making a snowman. Once you start rolling that snow, the more you roll it, the bigger the ball gets, the easier it is to use. I think you also used the example of making prospecting calls, which was which was what I was referring to with business development, you know, client acquisition things. So a lot of times it's hard just to make those first calls. But once you get into the two minutes, Do you find they just keep going because, hey, it's not so terrible now that they've invested two minutes? Yeah, it's it's never as bad as we think it's going to be. And it's never as hard as we think it's going to be. Like, oh, I got a prospect. We spend more time, I find, uh, complaining about these tasks than just doing them and getting them done. And here's what's funny. When you prospect there's a likelihood of you making a sale. When you make a sale, there's a likelihood of you getting a commission. When you make a commission, there's a likelihood of your check getting larger. When your check is larger, you're able to go to that vacation you want to with your family. People don't connect prospecting with vacationing. 
That's what we teach them to do. Every call you make, you are one step closer to that dream vacation. Where do you want to go? How much is it going to cost you? Perfect. This is how many closes you need. In order to make this many closes, this is how many prospect calls you need. In order to make this many prospect calls, this is the list you need to gather. So gather this list of 10,000 people so you can call 1,000 of them, so you can close 100 of them, and you can get the bonus that you need for the year. I love it. I, I really like how we opened with this in the beginning where you were talking about motivation is a state of mind. I mean, that in itself is powerful. Yes. And, and then saying, you know, basically it's a choice. We can choose to motivate ourselves. We can choose to do, for example, the two minute drill, get up off our rear ends and actually do something for two minutes. Not so right. bad, not so hard. And that helps with consistent action. And obviously taking that action is how you get started. Correct. So, yeah. So I, I love, love, love that. Give us an idea of how we can get your book coming out, the current book that you have to get more information. Yes. Yeah, so everything's on Amazon. Book, book, book out, uh, Motivate the Unmotivated uh, is on Amazon. Uh, the Intentional Week will be on Amazon as well. You can also go to our website, lifepulseinc.com. Um, and what I do is there's, there's two ways I would suggest you get a hold of us. Um, if you think that our programs are something that would make sense to you or to your company, we, we work with companies of all sizes. So um, I know we've done Google and and we've done Twitter and the Air Force. And we've done bigger companies, but we also do solo entrepreneurs, one-on-one. Uh, but here's what I'd say do is go to lifepulseinc.com backslash let us help. Fill out a quick survey. It's about three questions. And what it will do is it will allow our team to customize what we feel you need to take your first steps. If you're a solo entrepreneur or you own a 2,000-person company, it doesn't matter. The survey will spit out what you need. It works every single time, and we have great success to save time for you and save time for us. If you're one of the people that are like, look, I don't want one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I'd love to see what you do. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to put together a little bit of a gift for anyone listening to this podcast. So if you go to lifepulseinc.com backslash pod gift, I will put together a bunch of our DIY uh, kind of virtual trainings that you can go through um, so you can get the content and uh, and we'll put together in a whole package that for this audience you'll get. All I ask you to do is let me know uh, that you heard us on this podcast uh, because I like to find where people come from and, uh, and let us know how else we can help. Uh, the third way. If you're like, look, I don't want to do anything that's going to cost me a single dime. Uh, we do have a challenge that's called the the I-90 challenge. It's, the, it's a challenge for 90 days to build intentionality in your life. And we have companies who do it with them and their team. And it's a really great way to get yourself figured out. You can go to uh, lifepulseinc.com backslash I-90 to get that. And that will give you a free resource that you can download and you can share with your team. There's also a private Facebook group you could be a part of. Um, we, we have about... Uh, people all over the world who are doing this. And I always describe it as this. It is the, it's easy to understand. It's very simple to do. It is extremely difficult to complete. Few people can complete it perfectly. I built the thing and I'm still having trouble with it, but it's all about bringing intentionality back into your life and understanding what happens with your actions. And that if you are an intentional human being motivating others will become natural because they will follow you based on your actions on your being versus your telling. Awesome. I know I threw a lot at you all, but hey, <laughs> whatever works. And we all need different things at different points in time in our life, right? So I found that very much to be true. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. 
Any last parting comments, Matt? Uh, I have an just an interesting new little technique I'm doing this year, which could be helpful for some people. So just went through kind of my goal setting strategy. We have a whole annual retreat that actually my wife and I created and we do it together. Uh, we do it separately. Then we come together to make sure we're on the right path. But in this, for some reason, I was then called to find people in my life to share this, you know, an individual goal with and tell them my plan and touch base with them on a monthly basis and ask if they're okay with me just kind of debriefing what's going on to them. Uh, and these are not people who are strategically placed. It's just people who I know care about me. And, and hey, here's we're going to increase sales in my one company by a million dollars. I need you to be the person I call. We're raising this much money for a nonprofit. I need here's the plan. Here's the goal. I want to touch base with you on a monthly basis just to let you know where I am. I don't quite know how this is going to work yet. This is the first time I've done this. This just kind of came to me. I'm calling it right now. Uh, it's accountability debriefs. And these are kind of like my commanding officers that I need to go and tell what's going on. It's like my board of advisors, but one goal per person. It's a simple text, a simple voicemail, a simple phone call, no expectation on their part. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it works because I think we we all lose track of what we're focusing on because life throws stuff in our way. And unless we create guardrails to protect ourselves from what life throws at us, how can we guarantee we're getting where we want to go? Absolutely. Appreciate that. Take care and stay healthy, Matt. Thank you. You too, man. Well, my hope for our time together with Matt is that you got value and an idea or two that will help you be even more successful professionally and personally. Feel free to share my podcast with others as they can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries, as well as on accountabilitycoach.com. And of course, if you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which also can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries. And always, always, always remember to aim for what you want each and every day. Until next time, make it a great day today and every day. Thanks for listening. <laughs>